and welcome to Horror Wars. My name is Lamont, and I will be guiding you through this macabre dance of a show where two longtime friends for horror movies against their inevitable remake. Please be aware that horror movies, as a general rule of thumb, have violence, gore, murder, rape, dismemberment, crazy practical effects, and much more. Also, the hosts aren't versed in languages from around the world, so they may mess up some names and places here and there. If none of that bothers you, then get ready for a podcast like none other. This is Horror Wars. there to all of our guys gals non-binary pals spooky cuties hair raising homies freaks geeks and anything in between with a butthole i'm rob i'm josh and this is horror wars of doom <laughs> we are the show that puts original horror movies against their remakes in an all-out war to determine which will reign supreme we do this with a series of scores that we give to one or the other to see who comes out on top this week we have funny games versus funny games. Not only that, but we also have multiple segments throughout the show as well, which have been renamed and changed. Halo rebranded. You'll see. Yeah, today's today's the day, everybody. Uh, horror Wars is where we discuss horror current. News. Oh, oh, oh shit! Yeah, horror... It isn't horror news anymore. Oh yeah, I have death... to change the fucking script. Death pedaling. Death pedaling is where we... is where we discuss <laughs> current events going on in the horror world and our little old company too. Horror, yeah, horror, horror club. club is where <laughs> where we review a horror film book club style and we'll provide a bit of background before we give it a grading of pass rent or buy i'm so i'm surprised we didn't change that too why wouldn't we change why would we change like what would club? we change it to like no. summons curses or right no no both of us really love the name horror club no 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 i mean like literally pass rent or buy like we changed those oh we could do that we like, could change that. Hey, if anybody has any, you know, yeah, ideas, keep horror club. I love, yeah, I love horror. Yeah, horror club, club you kidding definitely me? has to stay. But if we want to, if we want to change the past runner by, then we could totally, yeah, let us know. Is that too yeah, cheesy? Is that too, or, or, or is what we're doing, you know, just fine? Um, oh, you know what? I'm, I have to change it so that way you get to say this because I, it's not going to feel right for me to say the new, oh, the list. We'll yeah. Cause, and then we get into our top five or no, our, list of doom yeah we get into our list of doom uh and then we talk some horror video games with um damn i, I fucked up i i have to redo this script. horrors of gaming yeah horrors of gaming um and then we now have the our cursed ones which comes after that which is the comments stuff. and everything um and then we have uh even the dead laugh yep which is our bloopers but lamont who you heard at the beginning of the episode um is our new announcer is our new our new segment talker person talker i don't know i don't know what to call him i don't know what that name is the new narrator of the, the new show? narrator there the new go. narrator of horror wars is lamont cool and dude. and he's very awesome fucking dude he is married to my cousin so he's like my cousin-in-law is that how that i don't know how I that no works that works i just know the immediate like brother and sister-in-law type shit i don't know like 
is it once removed by marriage or once added to me? I don't fucking know. Related whatever. but not by blood. Right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to have a hell of an episode today and we're going to get into it. And yeah, so see you guys in a couple seconds after Lamont gives you the first of the new segment changes. Listen to that buttery voice. Yeah. Death Peddling, we begin the show by wetting your macabre-loving black heart with news and events in the realm of horror that are important to the week we're recording. Also, every now and again, we'll have something to say regarding the host. But don't worry, it's not very often. We really hate talking about ourselves. And as Lamont said, we now have the new Death Peddling segment, which is you know, horror news that we had previously, but now it's just changed. We'll still have to probably remind everyone every time we'd say a new segment for a while that are used to hearing. Well, I have him, I have him saying what the segments are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, never mind then. Yeah. Which I should know because I listen to all of them, but you know, yeah. Zoinked. So this week, uh, there really wasn't a lot in the world of horror that I saw going on except for like Malum released yesterday. And I'm a super sad panda because it's not playing anywhere around here. Like, it's just not. I think the only thing, isn't um, the new Evil Dead movie coming out? Or it's coming it out towards out? the end of the month because we're in April now. It's like April 21st. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're, we're definitely in there for that. So, and we can see it on Saturday. So, we can hopefully see it. Like, hopefully it falls on a Saturday where we can go see it and then do horror tube. Oh, I like that. Like we could do horror tube right in the fucking car after we see the movie. And oh. that episode will just be about Evil Dead Rise. Imagine imagine it's just the drive back. Oh, yeah, man, we could like fucking talk and drive. I got that like weird little tripod thingy, so. Hell yeah, dude. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah, let's set that up. Yeah. That, I, yeah, yeah. All right. So. Future tube. Except for Malum, the only real thing that was going on was like a little bit of news about uh, Bill Skarsgård not reprising the role of Penny Cla- Pennywise, the wow. clown in the uh, It series and a couple other small things, but it's kind of hard to have like a, a, a hype news time anyway, since Scream and all that have already come out. So yeah. there's not really yeah. that many big, we're, we're getting into summer where we're going to get the summer slashers soon, but mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, it's kind of quiet right now, but that's a good thing because I feel like, I need to talk about this. Like in general, we need to talk about this. Um, it's, it's about riffing on horror network in total. I had put out a release a few days ago, basically saying that like I was going to pull back mm-hmm. on a lot of things. My life has changed drastically since I started the riffing on horror. well, just riffing on horror, then to the riffing on horror network and all the expanding that I did of it, like rapidly in two and a half years. I cannot continue with the way that my life is to try to do a spooky cutie interview, edit the shit, put the shit out, do the formats, do this, do that make artwork for this, make artwork for that, do this, do, like it, and try to keep my regular day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. 
So until I can figure out a better way to suit the entire network, like around my life, I'm, I'm just putting it on hiatus Mm. and I'm leaving everything up. I'm leaving everything there. We're obviously still doing horror wars. Um, Bex, Rebecca is still doing murky Monday. Um, Josh is still going to do real realm reviews when he puts them up. So we still got some stuff going and it's still going to fall under the riffing on horror network banner because we've got so many like people that have followed and everything. I don't want to just delete the page. So everything's still going Everything's still the same, except for that right now it's just Josh and I focusing on horror wars and horror tube Mm -hmm. because his life has gotten crazy too. So like, it's just easier to deal with things on a smaller scale for right now. And yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's really all I have to say about it. So, I mean, Josh kind of knew it was coming me and him have been talking about it for a couple of weeks and you know, I've told him that I just don't have the energy and shit. So it is what it is. So that's why it seems like you're getting just a lot more horror wars than anything. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So apologize and we'll get back to hey, it. You're soon. human, bro. You're not a machine. Yeah, I know, man. I, I just, I try. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's what we have for death pedaling this week. Next episode, we're definitely going to have a lot of, um, news because we are heading into april and evil dead rise and all that mm-hmm. shit coming out so yeah it's it's super hype mode is is initiating for things oh yes oh yes delish delish the war the reason everyone's here this is the main segment of our show we put a horror film against its remake we go stat for stat Financials, facts, where to watch, synopsis, cast, and everything in between. Afterwards, we grade them both on a scorecard, we tally up those results, and we see who wins the day. And thank you, Lamont, for the introduction to The War. The War. The War. If we could have, like, uh, DMCA music, we could definitely put, like, War Pigs there a little bit. Oh, that would be cool if we could, but no. But we cannot. Right. So today we're doing. I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> That's going to be so loud. <laughs> it shouldn't be. You feel my legs. ASMR. <laughs> horror, horror ASMR. So this week we're doing funny games versus funny games. Mm-hmm. And Josh and I. We're supposed to do this a while ago. Months. Months ago. But I changed everything and, you know, I moved some episodes around and I wanted to do a really good episode for episode 50, which is what we are doing, but we're not obviously revealing that. And I wanted to make sure like all those episodes leading up to episode 50 were fucking banger after banger too. Banger. So... But I wanted to make sure that we got this out into the wild because it is a very interesting OG and original movie. Mm-hmm. Like, 
they're 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 fucked up movies they're definitely on the edge of i guess like realistic horror yeah they're 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 fucked up movies it is a very uncomfortable movie to watch yeah. i'm not gonna lie to you either of them yeah either either of them because they get a little bit more rapey in the remake not by much yeah it's, it's but just... it's 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 still it's it's even more uncomfortable it is pretty much a shot for shot remake like literally like small differences like the dogs yeah. are different yeah maybe maybe a couple like angle changes but that's a, it's literally a copy and paste yeah, movie. Yeah. but they're still a little a little different in that yeah. right but so for today's one we're gonna do a little flopperoo and i'm gonna take the og yes and josh is gonna take the original because even though lamont says that at the beginning of the episode we really are not trained on how to pronounce uh, names from around the world Mm -hmm. and we're gonna fuck up a lot and we have fucked up for 39 episodes before this 39.5 episodes before this (laughs) um and well we don't really say any names in horror tube so fuck it we don't fuck up in horror tube horror tube is just just a fuck up it's great Mm -hmm. i love horror tube (laughs) check it out on youtube Check it out on YouTube. Yeah, exclusive YouTube show that we do every other week. So when you don't hear Horror Wars, you can hear Horror Tube. So these movies are difficult. I know you have a forewarning, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring the beef. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about them. Um, so I'll start off with the OG. Funny Games, runtime one hour and 49 minutes, release date March 11th, 1998. Here we go. In America, Mm -hmm. because it was released in 1997. And what makes the remake special to the Austrian one is that it came almost 10 years to the day Mm. that the OG was released. Produced by Veit Hydushka. Production companies are... Allstrikerler, Rundfunk, and Wega Film. Budget was five million USD. We do not have a box office for it, well, unfortunately. Sucks. Screenplay was by Michael Hanek, Haneke, directed by Michael Haneke. Cinematography by Jurgen Jurgis. That's a cool ass. That name. is a dope fucking name. Edited by Andreas Prochaska. Mm-hmm. And music by, and this isn't even like, it's by a band called Naked City, but there was like other music in there. And for some reason it wouldn't show me like, <laughs> they wouldn't show me who the overall music producer was on the movie. So I just gave credit to Naked City. Hey, shout yeah. outs. You're currently able to watch Funny Games streaming on HBO Max and the Criterion Channel. And the high C's. And the RMATs. The ratings has 7.5 out of 10 on Imdibitaba, uh, 71% on Rots and Tomatoes, and 81% on Just Watch. And for those that don't know, uh, <laughs> we had to explain it a couple of times. Yes. But Imdibitaba is IMDb. And Rotten Tomatoes is Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, indeed. And Just Watch is Just, just Watch. watch. Uh, because I don't know if we can like come up with something funny for that, but it's still Just Watch it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> the plot is two psychotic young Ugh. men take mother, father, 
and son hostage in their vacation cabin and force them to play sadistic games with one another for their own amusement. And I hate it. Related media, not applicable because the remake is a remake for a reason. Trivia, we have nine more on Imdibitiba. But number one, Ulrich Muhey and Susan Lothar, who play the father and mother, were a couple in real life from this movie until Muhey's death in 2007. Number two, director Mm -hmm. Michael Haneke told producer Veit Hydushka during the production that if the film was a success, it would be because audiences had misunderstood the meaning behind it. Oh, yeah. Number three. Paul says the line, we're not up to feature film length yet at exactly the 95-minute mark of the movie. Number four. When the film was screened at Cannes in 1997, it shook, or Cannes, 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 I don't remember how to say it. In 1997, it shook the audience badly enough that many viewers, including some film critics, walked out of the screening. I do not blame them. And that's, but that's not surprising for people to walk out during cons or cans or however, because they do it all the fucking time. They still do it like last year they did. I don't know if it happened yet this year, but they, they do it every year. It's not anything unusual. It's still a, uh, it's still, homage, though. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> still, still very indicative of this movie. Hmm. Number five, the film is part of the criterion collection spine number nine seventy five. I don't know what that means, but I included it because I figured it was important. Number six. I mean, I know what the Criterion Collection is, but I don't know about the spine numbers and all that. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing. Number six. The main plot with some variations and other little details during the movie are the same of the Spanish movie Ensalada Baudare from 1978. Number seven. According to director Michael Haneke, star Susan Lothar would often have to force herself to cry for nearly 20 minutes before her takes. He said the scene in which she forced to pray, which she is forced to pray required 20 takes and Lothar was tremendously drained by the ordeal. It was the weakened reaction that Haneke wanted from her for the scene. Number eight, as of 2021, three of the five main cast are dead. The mother, the father, and Peter. Like in the like in real life. In real life. Oh, that's sad. Yep. Number nine. Paul and Peter have been compared to viewers to the mass shooting pair of Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, responsible for the Columbine High School massacre. The actual tragedy, though, wouldn't happen for about two years after the film's release. And finally, number ten. Michael Haneke wanted the film. Uh, wanted to film the movie in the United States, complete with an American cast and crew for production, as the film was meant to be a commentary on the sensationalism and desensitization of violence in American media. Budget constraints forced him to keep production in Austria, though he was finally able to get his wish when he made the American remake Funny Games 2007 with Naomi Watts, which... Josh will be talking about in just a couple moments mm-hmm. after I stumble my way through the cast. <laughs> Welcome to my world, motherfucker. <laughs> Susan Lothar as Anna Schrober. Ulrich Muhey as George Schrober. Stefan Klabzinski as George Georgie Schrober Jr. Arno Frisch 
as Paul. That's a cool name. Frank Gearing as Peter. Christoph Bonser as Fred Berlinger. Monica Zellinger, oh, Monica, Monica Zellinger as Eva Berlinger or Berlinger. Doris Kunzman as Gerda. And Wolfgang, Wolfgang Gluck as Robert. <laughs> that's a cool name, too. Yeah, that's a pretty cool fucking name. So we're going to hold our reservations until the end, like good little boys. It's the it's the remake portion of the war. <laughs> the movie name, of course, is Funny Games, with a runtime of an hour and 51 minutes. So what, like two minutes longer than the original? Two or three minutes, yeah. Uh, produced by Hamish <laughs> McAlpine. That's a cool name. Hamish McAlpine is a very cool name. Christian Bout, uh, Chris Cohen, Andrew Steinborn, another cool name, Naomi Watts. Yep, I I was I was yesterday years old when I found out that Naomi Watts was actually a producer of the American one. I was just about to ask you. I'm pretty sure we've said that name a couple times. So yeah, through the yeah. show. Uh, production companies: Cielo Dreams, Tartan Films, Film Four Productions, and Halcyon Pictures. The budget was fifteen million dollars, and it didn't even make it back at the box office, and it only made it. Yep. Sheesh. Uh, Screenplay by Michael Haneke. Haneke, sure. That's the dude from the the same dude. Uh, Directed by Michael Haneke. Cinematography by Darius Koji. Koji? That's an interesting. Konji? Yeah, sure. Konji. Uh, edited by Monica Willie and music by No One Fucking Knows. Because just like with the fucking Austrian one, I couldn't find anybody that actually did anything <laughs> music-wise for this movie. I think Michael Haneke just fucking put music into it, and that was it. <laughs> uh, where to watch? You can rent or buy funny games on Apple TV, Amazon Video, Google Play Movies, YouTube, Voodoo, Microsoft Store, DirecTV, and Redbox as a download. And just like every episode, I want to make you informed that we get all of our information from Just Watch. And it might not be accurate if you listen to this episode three like, months later. Or in like a week or something. Or in like, like a week. Yeah. We we hold no uh, precedent on when these companies change their mind on movies. Anyway, take it away, Josh. Uh, ratings. Uh, 6.5 out of 10 on uh 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. And a 72% on Just Watch. The plot. When Anne, husband George, and son Georgie arrive at their holiday home, they are visited by a pair of polite and seemingly pleasant young men. Armed with deceptively sweet smiles and some golf clubs, they proceed to terrorize and torture the tight-knit clan, giving them the next day to t- giving them until the next day to survive. How come the plot for this is written out for like a paragraph, but yours was like, yeah, three people are tortured and I took it from both of them. No, no, from just no I know. Yeah. I'm saying it's funny. The remake is like insane, more detail in the plot. And it's yeah. like, yeah, they just invade their house. Yep. Uh, the trivia. Hey, really, uh, relay me and non-sorry. Uh, trivia. Two more on IMDb. IMDb. <laughs> uh, number one. For 2007's American remake, the character of Gerdo was renamed Betsy. The second family to fall victim to Paul and Peter were given the name, the surname Farber. And the third family were given the surname Thompson. Number two. Uh, this is the second time Michael Pitt has played a character inspired by the real life murder committed by Leopold and Loeb in 1924. The other role was the character Justin Pendleton in Murder by Numbers. 
I'm going to have to actually research that because I have been on like a serial killer documentary type mm-hmm. kick as of lately. And it's in preparation for a, a, you know, a show coming in the future. A little show coming in the future. And we are working on that, by the way. Fantastic. Oh, wait. Was that spoilers in the middle of Horror Wars? Maybe. Dun, dun, dun. That show people really listen. Uh, anyway, number three, when Peter and Paul are trying to guess Anne's age... They guess that she is 30 to 37. Naomi Watts was, in fact, 39 at the time. And looking fucking fine. She was un- very till, Until it gets... Until she yeah. doesn't... Yeah, anyway. Her her real life self. I yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. like the version of that just because of what happens to her. And I feel bad and sad. Yeah, yeah. For both. Uh, yeah. Uh, number four. The stock car race playing on the bloody television set is the 2006 ARCA Remax series of Oh my God! Food World at two fifty at at Talladega Super Speedway. Holy, Holy shit. shit! Why is that such a long fucking title? My God, that sounds like a title to a Fallout Boy song from two thousand six, dude. One hundred percent. Okay, uh, number five. All exterior shots were filmed in Long Island, New York. All interior shots were filmed on a set designed and constructed as an exact replica of the original house used in the nineteen ninety seven version. Oh, that's cool. As of 2017, this is the only film directed by Michael Haneke to not have its premiere at the Canes Film Festival. Cons, cans. Yeah. Yep, that word. <laughs> Number seven. The film is a shot-by-shot remake of the Austrian Funny Games 1997, also directed by Michael Haneke. And it literally is. Except, like, like when they reveal the dog, like, it's basically yeah. if you took it and inverted it. Yeah, yeah. And it falls out of the path, the driver's side instead of the back of the truck. Gee, yeah. thing, whatever. Uh, but, but, but the production crew, you no, I did that one. Number no, nine. No, 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 you didn't do number eight. Yeah, I did. They did. The production crew used the blueprints of the 1997 original. The set in the houses of the 2007 remake has the same proportions as the set of 1997 set. I thought I read that already. You didn't, dog. You might have read it in your head, but no, number nine is the one that. Well, there's no number nine, apparently. Yeah, there's no number nine. Um, I totally forgot to put number nine. Okay. And I don't know what it would have been. <laughs> so. Uh, it, uh, both dudes both wear shorts that are like right at their like balls. And they also have matching white glove, golf yeah. gloves. There we go. Number nine. There you go. Number nine. Uh, number 10. Tim Roth has said making this film traumatized him and he'll never watch it. He said he was particularly disturbed by Devin Gerhardt resent. Because Devin Gerhardt resembled his own son. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the cast. Naomi Watts as Anne Farber. Tim Roth as George Farber. Devin Gerhardt as Georgie Farber. Michael Pitt as Paul. Brad Corbett as Peter. Boyd Gaines as Fred, the favor's neighbor. Oh, my God. They, Farber's. Jesus. C.O. Um, Bahan Fallon Hogan. That's a cool name. That's a cool fucking as name. As Betsy Thompson. Thompson. Excuse me. Jesus. Uh, Robert Lapone as Robert Thompson, Suzanne Haneke as Betsy's sister-in-law, and Linda Moran as Eve. All right, so both of those movies had some pretty fucking crazy names to attempt to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in the word of Cody Rhodes, what do you want to talk about? Okay, so these movies are, they're good... But I have a nitpick with them. 
I don't like the I, now that I know that the whole thing was supposed to be like the desensitization of violence. But when I first watched them, obviously before reading all these facts, mm-hmm. the the part of the remote and being able to rewind time, yeah, I it took it away for me. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was necessary. No, it wasn't. Because if they really wanted to go, you know, that route, they could have had her kill the brother. And then, um, you know, he does the boat scene where he pushes her off the boat with her hands if he tied, which is super disturbing and seems real. And it's happened to people in real life, recipes of people. And uh, they, they just could have, then they could have had like, you know, his brother or his friend or whatever walk up again and be like, hey. And then right. it's like, then he turns, does the fourth wall break and talks to the camera. And then it goes off. That's that's what they could have did without bringing in like the weird. You remember the Adam Sandler movie? The what was it where he had the remote where he could rewind time? Click, click. It was just yeah, that, but horror. But everything else, dude. The original for me, I I enjoyed more. And the reason I'm going to say this without the score before I go in depth of the scorecards, it's because to me, the the original felt like like Raw. I was watching someone that actually was- happened. It was raw. I think that's right. what that, I think that's the word. I'm the filters for. that they used on the original and the, the acting felt so realistic to me for yeah. the original. Yeah, even like their faces and everything. When it's still good in the remake, but I sense a lot of overacting. Again, I'm no acting director or, or anyone professional, but to me, the, there's there's acting hammy to where it's like a, a comedy type of horror stuff, and then there's doing too much to try to show the the terror yeah in some scenes it was just a little too over the top like the crying scene was actually to me in the original better than the the remake even yeah. the deaths when yeah. again spoilers and was already talked about in the things when the son gets killed which blew my mind this is the first film well yeah because i watched that before the other film we talked about where the the woman's little shit daughter died because she like smacked her heart attack pills out of her hand. I yeah. think it was uh, deadly night, silent night the remake. But anyway, it like when they actually showed, like it didn't show him get shot, but they show it off screen in the blood fly. Yeah. That was even for me. And I don't have kids. I was yeah. like, Holy fucking balls, man, yeah. man. This was the first movie I saw when I was younger because I, I, as Josh and I, and as everybody that knows me knows, I've been watching horror movies since I was fucking kid, kid. Right. I, I've told Josh this like maybe once or twice, but even when I was younger, all I ever wanted to be was a dad. Like how my parents were always fighting and arguing and shit. I wanted to give. I wanted to have kids and give them better than what I had. And anytime I see movies with like families and kids Mm -hmm. and the kids getting hurt or killed or something like that shit fucks me up. Like it really fucks me up. And this movie did not help when I was younger because even like I said, when I was younger, I was like, Oh my God, this poor fucking family. And that shit stuck with me. And this was the first time that I rewatched both of those films. So you're talking like 15, 14 year old Rob perspective versus 38 year old Rob perspective. Holy shit. It still fucking sucks. 
they're they're definitely rough movies to watch. So again, yeah. viewer discretion advised. If that kind of stuff triggers you, do not watch it. Just kind of kind of take our word for it. Just yeah. kind of talk about it. Yeah. It's fucking rough. It's rough. It's definitely rough. Um, the um, I don't know. It, it, it's just it, it's tough to say because it's not. It's a good. They're both good films, but they're not great films. But they're and not. That's the bad. fucking weird thing about it, right? Like. Right. You would think because of what we're saying right now about like how raw the movies yeah. are and how emotional they are, they're still not great films. But it, it just it captures home invasions in real life and situation where families get murdered. And I think it, it, it I think it vibes with us now because again of how much we talk about it and then You've, you know, you've with serial killers. I've, I'm just now stepping into that realm as well and knowing mm-hmm. different stuff and growing up, my mom watching all these detective shows about this kind of shit. It's, it makes me think that the way they describe it on these shows about real murder scenes or people that have survived shit like that, it just sounds real. The, the taunting, just the, the not giving a shit look in their eyes, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, they, it's a good movie, good horror film because it shows true horror until it gets right. to the remote shit. But the rest of it is real life stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I guess we should uh, get, get the into scoring. the scoring. Um, yeah. Um, we don't have our papers today, so it's not uh, ASMR Wars mm-hmm. where you get to hear me and Josh open up our papers and everything. But. We do have a series of 10 um, scores that we give. That is for acting, directing, writing, slash plot, killer or killers, in this case killers, uh, casting, soundtrack, gore slash kills, pacing, time period, and environment. We will not be doing the joke categories. Absolutely not be doing joke categories. Um, No. I wouldn't even say them. Nope, nope, nope. Ever. Just the joke or the categories you've heard before are not used for this ever. No. So let's go ahead and get it started with acting. I gave it to the OJ. I also gave it to the OJ. Yep. Um, for reasons why, literally, we just explained. Like I, we both, we both just said that the German, Austrian or German. I know it's Austrian made, but I don't know if the cast was German. It's, but, it's all confusing. Yeah. The Austrian one felt more real. It felt like it was you were watching it happen for yeah. realsies. Uh directing. OJ. I OJ. <laughs> Easy peasy. Um, Even though it's the same dude. Right. Yeah. It's weird. Uh rating and plot I gave to the remake. Even though they're the same, I gave it to the remake because it is in America where it's supposed to be. And okay. when it was originally written, it was written for America. Well, I would agree with that, but I'm going to stay. I was going to give the OJ because I didn't know that fact. But if I did in another reality, I would have went with that. But I'm going to stick to my, my okay. score. Um, the Killers. Ugh. Hmm. Ugh. And we can't do ties. I'm going to no, give it to Remake. Just because um, the main uh, of the two, it's Paul, uh, the the main talker of it. Mm-hmm. He was insanely good at playing a psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little too Deadpooly at some points, but I still liked it. 
I'm going to go with the OG mm-hmm. uh, because of that rawness. Okay. That I'm I'm sticking with my theme of that whole, mm-hmm. the Austrian one being super fucking rough because I think just like with you, the faces that the, the Austrian slash German ones make is just wild. And the psychoticness that they have just, ugh, ugh. But the weird thing is, casting, I went with the remake. I went with, I'm going with OG on that one. Right. But my explanation as to why I went with American is simply because I was thinking about after the grading. And this really had no bearing on the OG versus the remake cast, mm-hmm. except for the fact is I would take the American cast and give them the emotions of the German people in my perfect version of funny games. Because I think Naomi Watts and Tim Roth can act their fucking asses off. But I I would love to see them with the range of emotions that the German cast had. Okay, I agree with that. Like, that's the only reason why I picked American is because of later on when we mesh the two versions together. That's it. And I should I should have picked it based off of that. And I like, you know, off the actual people, but I didn't because I I was going to kind of say the same thing anyway. So. All right. Um, So for the soundtrack, I picked the remake. I don't really know. I didn't really care for either. I was just. I didn't I didn't even know there was a soundtrack because I was too focused on the fucking the shock value of it. I'm not gonna lie to you. So right. I'll just give it to OG just because Naked Town or whatever it's called sounds cool. Naked City? Naked City, there you go. Okay. Um Pacing. I gave to Oh wait, no, Gorn Kills. I'm sorry, we missed that one. I gave it to the remake. I also gave it the remake. Yep. That's yeah. all we're gonna say about that. I was gonna say, yeah. He, no. It's yeah, yeah. Good. No, it's good. Pacing. Um, I gave to the OG. I did too because it's a little shorter. Yep. And also if it feels like it's more frantic. Even though it's almost a shot for shot remake, it mm-hmm. feels like the, the the Austrian one is more frantic and mm-hmm. oh god than the American one for some reason. Um time period. I gave it to the remake. I also gave the remake. Yeah. And and just then the next part hundred percent. It's environment, right? Yeah, environment. That's yeah, today. that's remake. No, I actually gave environment to the Austrian one. Did you? Okay. Yes. The reason why is because I know this is going to sound absolutely fucking stupid, but even though the remake's home is supposed to be a dimension for dimension replica of the 1997 set, I still feel like the 1997 set was a little bit more tighter. And that to me made the environment more scary because the smaller, the smaller, the portions and the proportions, the scarier it is to me because of that confinement. And I don't know if it was because of the furniture they used or whatever they did, but the set, for 1997 looked more confined than the set for 2007, even though they're supposed to be the same dimensions Uh, because, you know, Hmm. take for example, my, um, sectional that I had took up a lot of fucking space. Hmm. 
But now that I got the couch and the love seat, it seems more open. Mm. Same amount of furniture, but because of the way they're done, it, it's right. you know what I mean. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. So yeah, that that's my answer for that for the reason for environment. So for mine, um, mine's going off of I can like of course because it, it's from a country we don't know. You, I could say original. It's like. I don't know those kind of areas. So a more secluded type of yeah. um, cabin, basically house that they were at in the original for the remake. I liked it more because I could see like these kind of fancy, rich, like resort type things, how you could basically take a boat around the dock, like mm-hmm. in the original, but mm-hmm. at the remake, I could see it being like the psychotic rich kids that kind of are getting away with murder a little easier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, for some reason I put these movies in this like real world realm where I could see like the remake killers being a thing right now in this day and age too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's my way for seeing the environment. No, and I, I totally get that. I 1000% fucking get that. I, I definitely do. Um, I love that we're both having like super good reasons mm-hmm. as to why we're doing things this episode. I don't know. It just it like we really put some fucking thought into this. It feels like because they're good movies, man. Right? Even though they're not great, but they're not great. <laughs> There's such a weird fucking category for us. So, um, with that being said, uh, I have OG with three and remake. Oh no, OG with four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two. I have a dead. I have a dead even tie. I have five v five. I know mine's more towards OG. I didn't write anything down, but I think I did like maybe like four four remake, and then the rest were OG. Okay, so yeah, again, we don't have paper this week, so so you guys do the fucking math. So that would probably put it <laughs> fourteen remake, seventeen OG, something like that. Yeah, yeah, fairly close. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that doesn't that doesn't sound too off because they're, they're about. They're they're mid tier. They're mid tier, and look, even with the Indubitable ratings mm-hmm. and Rotten Tomatoes and Just Watch, they were very similar to each other, mm-hmm. and that shows you they were very similar. But the American one is just a little bit lower, not by much, a smidge, a smidge, and that's not saying that the American one's bad. It's just a smidge worse than the fucking original, and that's fine. It was um, just a little. It was just a little too hammy and a little too so, over the top. In some so you already know one of my things is I would take the cast of the American one and put it into the German setting with the yep. German emotion. Mm-hmm. So, what are some other things that you would do to kind of make your perfect version of Funny Games? If I could, I would kind of have all four killers together because they 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 were the same, but they were different. In the realm of acting, line delivery, the looks they give the camera, right. the fourth wall breaks. So if we could somehow fit all four killers in it, but have the American cast, you know, with the emotions and all that of the original, I feel like the acting mm-hmm. would have been fucking. Ah. Mm-hmm. And then if I, I, I don't know, I wish we could also mix in the the areas, the the more re- resort type yacht club, rich people stuff of the the American, the more like the villagey. Type mm-hmm. because it when I watched the original, it reminded me of the big the original Wicker Man. You know, like how he yes. flies in on his you know little plane boat and mm-hmm. gets out and blah blah blah. It's the same thing. So I, I like it. 
Yeah. I like them both. If I could combine just everything together, it yeah. would be a perfect movie, to be honest. Yeah. If you could combine it together to like do a perfect movie, I think that it would honestly raise the the movie standards from mid-tier to top tier. Mm-hmm. Because both movies had elements that the other one needed yep. in order to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Now I'm curious if they'd ever do like an ultimate version of the movie and just completely remake it and do something like that. That'd be cool. That'd be fucking dope. Easiest thing you can have a movie be like, so you're back, huh? Something <laughs> like that. I mean, um, so yeah, there's everything for horror wars. The OG one just by a little bit this week, a smidge, just a smidge, just a smidge. Oh man, we went a little bit long with this one. Ah, oh, we're fine. The rest will be short probably. Yeah, it's all pretty short. <laughs> 34 minutes on the dot. Horror Club. Each episode, we pick a film that complements the war. We then review it under a series of categories and ultimately tell you whether we think you should pass, rent, or buy. And welcome back to Horror Club. Club. Yeah, we love Horror Club in this place. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Lamont just explained it. We do this shit book club style. We're going to give you some stats about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to give you some love about it. And then we're going to tell you our talking points for it. We're going to, you know, kind of do what we did with the last portion. Acting, directing, writing slash plot, killer, casting, soundtrack, gore slash kills, and pacing. And then we're going to tell you whether you should buy, rent, or pass. Which also, again, now that we're later in the episode... If uh, you have any ideas on what we can change that up to, or if you would like us to keep it, no. let us know at uh, horrorwarspodcast at gmail.com. Mm. Or uh, shoot us a DM. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what we're doing this week, a obviously, banger. a fucking banger. And this week's theme is home invasion mm-hmm. because we have um, funny games versus funny games, we have strangers. Then mm. as we go along for the rest of the episode, there's more home invasion because, you know, the list of doom is top five home invasion films. And then the horrors of gaming is a top 10 list uh, brought to you by uh, what culture gaming. So yeah. shout outs. Yes, we are going to be going in with the whole home invasion theme this week, mm-hmm. which is horrifying. But uh, let's get into it. So the movie name is The Strangers. Mm. Release date was May 30th, 2008. Runtime of one hour and 31 minutes. This movie made fucking bank, by the way. Yeah, it deserves. Budget was $9 million. Box office was $82.4 million. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Sheesh. They could have made 20 sequels, sequels to this movie. They did make a sequel. I know. They only made one, Strangers yeah. Pray at Night. There's going to be a, a third one coming, too. Mm. Production companies were Rogue Pictures, Intrepid Pictures, Vertigo Entertainment, and Mandate Pictures. Golf claps to them. Golf claps to them. Hell yeah. Produced by Doug Davison, Roy Lee, and Nathan Kane. Yeah. Screenplay by Brian Bertino. Directed by Brian Bertino. Cinematography by Peter Sova. Edited by Kevin Grutert. Music by Tom and Dandy. Also cool, man. 
I was so enticed by your reading. Uh, the plot. <laughs> After returning from a wedding reception, a couple staying in an isolated... Vo- uh, I said vocation. Isolated vocation in unit. Isolated vacation house receive a knock on the door in the mid-hours of the night. What ensues is a violent invasion by three strangers. Their faces hidden behind masks. The couple find themselves in a violent struggle in which they go beyond what either of them thought capable in order to survive. And boy, boy, boy. Yep. It's a it's another rough one. Starring Liv Tyler as Kristen McKay, Scott Speedman as James Hoyt, Gemma or Gemma Ward as Dollface, Kip Weeks as Man and Mask, Laura Margolis as Pinup Girl, and that's gonna go through. Glenn Howerton as Mike. The must-read film fact is many theaters across the United States were sent faulty reels of the movie containing sound problems, which made a few minutes to several scenes of the movie filmed with nothing but static. Most audience did not realize the sound was a problem since the dark overtone and loud background music in some scenes make the static seem like part of the movie. And I wanted to add a little film fact Mm -hmm. because spoilers towards the end of the film, um, Again, spoiler, so five, four, three, two, one. Towards the end of the film, when the couple's kid, uh, tied up to the chairs, they ask, why us? And Dollface, no, not Dollface, the other one. Yeah, Dollface uh, says, because you were home. Because you were home. Now, the reason I bring this up is because uh, it is based around Richard Chase, so when asked how he picked homes to enter and kill, he simply stated, if the door was unlocked, it was an invitation in. If the door was locked, I wasn't welcome. Mm-hmm. So, and there is also the talks of, I forget the name of the movie, but I think it came out after this. But there's an Australian film that is the same kind of plot, but instead of mm-hmm. three adults, it's kids yeah and that's also based around uh killing i think in in uh the eu that this really happened to a family so yeah mm-hmm. so those feel facts i know that's how much i like this movie mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. um why don't we go ahead and just get right into it yeah. then because it's it's a movie <laughs> acting really good yes yeah. I, I didn't feel like anything was over the top when it came to the, the horror aspect in any way. Like the screaming, yeah. nothing. Nothing felt like it was bad acting. Everything felt like it would have been really what happened if people broke into your fucking home and tortured you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, directing. It was good. It was... It was. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to <laughs> say it. The, the movie isn't perfect, but right. the, the direction of it was good, man. Right. Gas point um, across. I... I can say the same thing. I think the the choice of using the handy cams and the steady cams, mm-hmm. because I looked at a lot of facts for this movie, and they chose to use handy cams and steady cams to show the the fear of it, so that way the movie's always moving. If you paid attention to it, like that moving kind of is to give you more fear. So the choice in how he chose to direct it to me speaks volumes. Like he really went different with it. 
if I could say this movie was a master of doing something in horror, it would be the use of shadows. The way they use darkness is so good. Even, and the way that the masks are kind of lighter to reflect off of that darkness. We never get a face reveal. We only get side profiles. And the only time you almost see a face is in the beginning when Dollface doesn't have her mask, mask on, on, but the light, she unscrews the light bulb at yeah. the front door. Yep. So the use of Eden and when the man in the mask comes out from the shadows in the kitchen, it's the most perfect use. And you can see yeah. through each killer. Yeah. That they, they, they each had different ways they tortured her. Yeah, their mythology good, was good. was totally fucking. Which still is directing. So. And that leads us to writing and plot because the writing the, and plot was fucking great. The, right. the the plot is just sometimes serial killers don't have motives in the background and a it's, sad story. It's literally just, just because you were home. Just because you were home. They just wanted to kill someone. Yep. Um, which brings us to the killers. Yep, they're they they were a group, but they were three individual killers in their own right, and absolutely sadistic. And they were weirdly smart, like very smart. They had everything planned. Like no matter what the the couple tried to do, they never once lost no. the upper hand. It's no. so good. Yeah, it's, it it's, was. There, there was no like the the husband gets chopped up, and then the you know the the final girl moment kicks mm-hmm. in, and she has a chainsaw or something and kills them all. Right. No. This is a downer movie. Just mm-hmm. like the other two we talked about. So. Mm-hmm. No, nope. the killers are fantastic. No, nope. the killers today have all been fantastic mm-hmm. in their own way. Like these, these three movies are just wild when it comes to the killers. But anyway, the casting that was good. The the only I don't know the husband he he was a little bit mad to me. Meh, but um, everything else was good, man. There is one more. Uh, little trivia fact that I wanted to give out here. Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. You know she's the son of Steven Tyler, mm-hmm. Aerosmith. Before he was in Aerosmith, he was in a band called The Strangers. Oh, shut up. Yeah. And all the music in the movie mm-hmm. is done by something with a band or a song that says Strangers in it. This director really went ham, <laughs> like hard as a motherfucker for this shit. Even the the <laughs> the sequel has a good fucking soundtrack too, dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Gorn kills. There weren't really many kills. We got a shotgun blast to the face, mm-hmm. and then we got the stabbings, but they were kind of off screen, which is a little weak mm-hmm. to me. So mm-hmm. that I didn't like, especially with how built up right like, everything was. Yeah, like it, it's funny with funny games. It was like too much, and then this it's this like not too enough. Little, yeah, like yeah. at least maybe show like a little plunge. It was kind of like the knife was there, and then it cut. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you could, then, now they're screaming during that. Yeah. The cutaway was good. Yeah, but but yeah, kinda but weak. Yeah, we we went from kind of like an ultra violence with funny games mm-hmm. to weak violence with this, and yeah. you would think that this would have. Right, like maybe Funny Games would have been the reverse one because it had like a less amount of budget and right. this and that. Like, yeah, pacing. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was damn good, and I'm pretty sure the movie is what an hour and a half long. And you tight, don't feel it. A perfect heart. We always say that an hour and a half is perfect length for a thriller, horror, mm-hmm. everything you know of that fashion, and top notch, perfect. They used every bit of time perfectly. Uh, everything to building the tension everything to ramping up the violence everything for all that yes the kills were a little bit weak sauce but 
everything leading up to it was fucking phenomenal. What what else can you say, man? It, it's an hour and a half, but it literally feels like six, it feels like an hour. That yeah. movie it will like keep a, you watching. It feels I like promise. a video that I would have like stumbled upon on YouTube, right? You know, yeah. It, it's good. It's it's yeah, hundred percent. Watch it. So, if it wasn't so known, I would say it would be a hidden gem movie. But it's, yeah, but it's, it's so well known. known. It's it's made almost a hundred million dollars. Yeah. That's that's definitely not a hidden gem yeah. movie. So out in the open gem, not out in the open gem. That that. This would be a movie that I would tell people to watch hard to introduce themselves to it. Yeah. This would be one of those like thrill because I always tell people to kind of watch thrillers before you get introduced yourself into horror because thrillers are the more tame version of horror. You're you're and these movies are mixing horror with thriller. Mm-hmm. So if you can handle this type of stuff with like high intensity mm-hmm. throughout the movie and kind of weaker kills, then maybe you'll be able to yeah. handle the the bigger kills, the deeper you get into horror. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely say, cause we know. talked about this a couple of times before, like we have our silence of the lambs and our hide. And yeah. I'd say this would be like the next tier. This would be like, yeah, this is now tier you're getting two. into more violence. Though. Bro, we should do a tier episode. Yeah. Of like, um, oh, like, and like, like, God, we got to figure it out. Then we, we get the we, band we, movies. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure that out. Yeah, that, um, that could be a horror tube. That could be a horror tube. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. So, what would you give this? A pass, run, or buy? Buy, buy. Absolutely. I'll tell you this right now. Voodoo, uh, a couple weekends ago, had the director's cut, unrated director's cut. Which was like 20 minutes longer almost, not even. Maybe I think not. it's on Netflix too. Right, it's probably on Netflix too, but it was five bucks. Bro, it's do definitely what you, worth Do whatever you can to watch it. It's a really good yeah. film. I would definitely say it's a buy as well. So there you go. Um, yeah, good stuff. And, and yeah, definitely watch it and enjoy it. Uh, be horrified of it too. It's really good. It's really good. The List of Doom. Each episode, we pick a theme to go along with the rest of the show. It's a top five list of movies, characters, events, music, or anything in between. Welcome to the list of doom. Yeah. <laughs> that was so hard. I know it was because the recording of it was being a fucking pain in the dick. So, <laughs> so today's list of doom is top five home invasion films and as with every episode of horror wars josh and i do a countdown from five four three two one this week both of us have an honorable mention it's not every episode that josh has an honorable mention so i'm very curious to hear his top five and his honorable mention i've actually i've actually been kind of hype because my honorable mention and i'm hoping that you would i wouldn't see if you would praise me or or see if you would either give praise and be like, nice, or be like, it's not that kind of film, you dumbass. My honorable mention is Scream, 1996. Because to me, Scream is a home invasion film. The first one definitely is, especially towards the end. And the beginning. You know what? More. I never even, like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Because if I would have thought about that, Scream would have been number one. Scream's not even on my list. Because I didn't consider it a home invasion movie. I just considered it a murder mystery. 
But no, it is. It's a home invasion movie. Holy shit. Literally the beginning of the movie is he's invading the home. I just blew your mind. He just fucked me up. I've I've literally never even put Scream in the home invasion category. I always just put it in the slasher category. No, you're absolutely right. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Um, Write it down, folks. What episode is this? 40? Episode fucking 40. That. Episode fucking 40. Yeah, Jeez. dude. Holy shit. Wow. Um, number six, my honorable mention. Number six, number six. is The Collector from 2009. Ooh. Yeah, it was a low budget fucking. That might be a hidden gem. I, I agree. That might that might have to go on the list. Because, I'm actually kind of shocked you put that shit up. So yeah, uh, the collector led to the collection, which was kind of subpar. It wasn't as good as the collector was. I know I have our list written down here somewhere on my phone. I have it written down as well, but I can't find it right now because of uh, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But I want to. Um, I do want to mention to you that once we get ten hidden gems, I want to do a fucking hard tube. Yeah, to see. If we can create a top 10, mm-hmm. like actually put them in number from 10 to 1. I agree. All right, bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it right here. Boom. All right. Okay. So, yeah, that number number six is definitely The Collector from 2009. It was it was really fucking crazy good movie, and it's now a hidden gem. <laughs> so, uh Number five? Or, or number five. My number five, as I have talked about it before, is the movie Hush from 2006. It's the yep. movie with the deaf, the deaf woman who deals with a yeah. serial killer. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's good number five. My number five is Fear from 1996. That one I do not know. That is Mark Wahlberg and what? fucking Reese Witherspoon, dog. Really? Oh yeah. My God. Really good fucking movie. The really chin. crazy fucking good movie. He is a sociopath. He is horrifying and he is everything you do not want in a boyfriend. I'll have to look into that one. Yeah, definitely. So what's your number four? So my number four is actually a movie I watched <clears throat> with my madre. Mi madre. And it kind of goes from my number five to my four, but I, I thought this was better. It is called Don't Breathe from uh, 2016. Don't Breathe is really good. It's super underrated. And one thing people don't know is that it's actually from the perspective of technically the bad guys because mm-hmm. they're breaking into a a blind, disabled vet's house to steal yep. his fortune. But this motherfucker yep. is nasty. Yeah, he's super fucking nasty and he's super fucking nasty and Don't Breathe too. Yes. My number four is Ghostland from 2018. I don't know that one either. Um, it's a pretty fucking horrifying movie where they just invade the home and it's. Yeah, I I, I really. Hmm. It, there's a big dude. No, no, no. I, there's it's it's. I remember how I felt with it because they dressed him up and made him like dolls and shit and they tortured him. It was just oh like, God. it was a really fucking weird movie and it was, it was, it was off. I'm trying real quick uh, for, there's another movie that we, I could have put in an honorable mention for this kind of topic. 
It's mm-hmm. the one, um, I think it's Last House on the Left. Is it the one where... Oh, Last House on the Left. Where they put the dude's head in a microwave and it blows up by the end. I don't, I don't remember. movie that is. There, there's a movie like that, but it, yeah. yeah. Anyway, no, sorry. I, yeah, I don't remember. Um, there was also... Uh, there's a ton of movies know, that could dude. go into this, dude. A ton. Uh, number three? Number three. My number three is Funny Games OG from 1997. Ooh. I just, I really liked it. Even though it was a more recent movie I've watched, I feel like it deserves top three. Okay. All right. Number three for me was Becky from 2020. That has Kevin James being a home invader. Really? Yes. I'm not looking at this shit. Yes. Paul Blart, Mall Cop. No. Well, Bell Bell wants out. Paul Blart Mall Cop was a fucking sadistic piece of shit in this movie. Hmm. And uh, they just created a sequel and it'll be released this year. Becky 2 Electric Boogaloo. Becky 2 Electric Boogaloo. So what's your number two? My number two is The Purge from 2013. Ooh. The first one is Ooh. a home invasion film. The, ho- the first until, one's a home invasion film. Until we get into the other ones, and then it just then gets a little over the worldwide. The top. Yeah, no, first one is a home invasion. If I would put, if I would change my top five, fear would be completely out. Um, the purge would be number seven, and my number one would be moved up to number two, and scream would be number one. Okay. Yeah. Just going to let you know now that that's what it is. But so, yeah, Purge, dude, absolutely. That would definitely fall in number seven. Yeah, I agree with that for one. My number two, Us from 2019. I was going to put that in the honorable mentions. I was I, I had a top ten, but I didn't want to make it like a 40-minute segment. Right. No, yeah, I, I could have easily made a top ten, too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but Us from 2019 just fucking herbs my flurbs and pickles my giggles. It's so good. Bell is going to be screaming now until we're done with our top five. Meow, meow. I'm a kid. So <laughs> what is your number two? Did you say number two? Did I say number two? Stop it. Yeah, The Perch. You did. Jesus Christ. My number one, and this is probably going to blow your mind. Okay. Unless it's, your, unless it's number one for you too. Okay. Martyrs from 2008. Which we've covered in the archives. Yep. Dude. Dude. What else can I say? Like, that's home invasion to the fucking nth degree right there. The first 20 minutes is a home invasion movie. And then you find out all the fucking insanity that's going on. And it becomes another home invasion movie. Oh, yes. It's it's just ridiculous. And it's... Bad shit bananas. If you want to see our actual reactions to it in more in-depth storytelling, go back in the archives. Yeah, definitely. Mine is not the same as yours. Really? So we've had a completely and totally different mm-hmm. top five. That's wild. And my number one is The Strangers. That's That was even in my uh, in one of my top whatever's before. Strangers was in my top ten. In my OG, like if I were to do a top ten, yeah, Strangers would actually be number eight. That's one of another one of my stockpile of earlier dip in the horror for myself okay because that's when i finally started watching them on my own right right, you know what i mean i wasn't scared anymore right and that shit made me scared to look outside towards like a a lamppost in the middle of the night yeah no yeah i i love our list high five yeah good list all right that was a weak high five (laughs) yeah that was much better yeah peek on that bitch and Videl's gonna say bye to say goodbye to videl everybody bye but i don't feel like smiling horrors of gaming 
Each episode, we pick a theme to go along with the rest of the show. It can be a list dissection or a game that stands out for us to discuss. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, for today's horrors of gaming, Josh and I literally don't know what this top 10 is going to be. We're going to scroll on the PC and 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 come up with this and scrutinize it as we're going along real quick and you can also get an easter bunny burlap sign for seven dollars no you can according to the fucking ad <laughs> so we are going to whatculture.com gaming and this is the 10 best home invasion horror games <laughs> and the first picture that, is that you see right? is a screaming face woman with white eyes bloody eyes black eyes and open mouth with gum rot uh, the article is by Michael John Day, and the tagline is "Your house is not as safe as you think." Written in written February second, twenty twenty three. So it's a recent. pretty relevant article. Yep, I'm going to read the little paragraph here that leads into the ten best, but I'm not going to read the paragraphs that are yeah. you know in the movie, or not the movie, the um, the thing. So fear is something that nearly every human being experiences. If you're the kind of person who can stride through life without ever getting terrified or anything, then good for you. But for everyone else, it's something you need to keep at bay. Thankfully, much like a Resident Evil save room, there are plenty of spaces you can feel 100% safe in. One of the most common examples of this is your very own residence. The warm comfort of your bed sheets, a nice well-lit living room, a tight closet. All these locations are staples of making yourself feel secure. And what do all of these places have in common? Well, they can all be found at your home. However, while a house can feel very, very well defended, and sometimes the horrors of the outside world come knocking at your door, and they don't take no for an answer. Home invasions are certainly one of the most horrific things a person can go through, which is why the sick and twisted world of horror video games has played upon that fear for very many years. There have been some genuinely hair-raising experiences based on the concept, and the following games are 10 of the best. So, number 10 is Chased. Spelled out C period, H period, A period, S period, E period, D period. Um, the sad thing is this doesn't give us any type of like indication on the year or anything like that. So, but hey, if you've heard of that game, the do picture you think looks, it belongs at 10? The picture looks crazy. Yeah. It's a flashlight. In this game, you awake one night to discover that a strange stalker is trying to get into your house. You're tasked with keeping the intruder at bay and surviving five nights. Oh, wow. What a surprise. However, you soon learn that there just isn't one enemy, and each night comes with a shocking twist. Oh, shit. Sure. Survive five nights. Wow. What a, with an a original enemy. idea. Right. <laughs> an original idea. All right. So number nine <clears throat> is The Swine. Uh, the Swine is a short horror title developed by Vincent Lade or Lod. You play as someone trying to live a peaceful life in rural Southern America with their girlfriend living in a lovely backwoods homestead, but your environment begins to change day by day as you are haunted by a mysterious cult known as the swine. Big shocker there. The swine. (laughs) Picture's fucking horrifying. I was going to say, if that's one of those games where you get chased, like you have to just run through doors over and over, yeah, that's that's terrifying. Yeah, because those, those masks are fucking wild. That's cool. Yeah, so it looks like a cool little game there. Number number nine, the swine. Number nine, the swine. Number eight 
after midnight. This looks like an old game. It also looks like they just took they just made Pinhead. Doesn't this look like Pinhead at the bottom? Of the it list? looks like the silence from Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> and after midnight, you play a young man named Brad. Unfortunately oh, for man. this kid, he spends most nights in his house alone. This becomes a problem after he starts receiving taunting text from a maniac who claims he will break in after midnight. Who would have thought it? All right. I go walking. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. So it's just put the baby in the oven. That is the put title. Put the baby the in the oven. <laughs> Ten video game quests that make you question your humanity. Jesus, that sounds like horror, anyways. It does. Number seven, home security. I have seen that gameplay. Oh, that looks that horrifying. Good. That one I have seen. That's good. Um, it's kind of it's it's a little bit like um basically a shitty PT. Shout yeah. outs. I missed that game. I fucking miss PT. How dare they have taken that from us? How fucking dare. Um, in this game, you play as a reclusive girl who hates spending time outside of her room. However, she is forced to step out of her comfort zone one evening as she must protect her traumatized brother from a terrifying entity that is trying to invade their home. You do so by boarding up windows and completing small tasks to keep the villain at bay. Hey, sounds pretty fucking cool. You said you've seen video mm-hmm. play of it and it looks good. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Uh, does it belong in number seven, everybody? Who knows? Uh, intruders. What the fuck? Hide and seek. This <laughs> shit looks like it came from fucking Fallout. Fallout. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to fucking think of the name. Damn. This game puts you in the shoes of a defenseless young boy, Ben, as he and his family go on vacation to their country house. However, their picture, picturesque getaway is ruined after three invaders break into their house and take Ben's parents' hostage. Jesus Christ. Um, it's then up to the boy to save his family through stealth, exploration, and a lot of hiding. Funny games, the game. Funny games, the game. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Um, I I don't know if it belongs to number six, but it sounds like it does. Put the baby in the oven. Put the baby in the <laughs> oven. That's the fucking weirdest goddamn thing. Oh, I'm Jesus pretty Christ. sure that is a. Hold on, before you scroll down, that's that might be a. Oh my goodness, what's the the fucking <coughs> the PC game developer? Oh my goodness, no, it's right there because they've made um. Wombo Combo. I bet you it's a Wombo Combo game. Okay. It looks like it. Number five is called Clean Suit. Screw uh, yep. Tell me it's Wombo Combo. The game is a retro-style text-based horror game. It puts you in the shoes of a person attempting to survive, to survive the onslaught of a maniac killer who is breaking into their house. You must find a way to defeat That's this villain sad. through exploration and finding clever ways to fight back with household items. I'm going to say, um, for future, maybe the next Harza Gaming, I would like to discuss that Wombo Combo thing because I have to show you their games when we're done with this. Okay, cool. Sounds fine. Fantastic. Uh, by the way, it looks, I mean... It looks it's, like it would give me a fucking headache. looks like it would destroy my fucking... It is destroying my visual apparati. Um, it's like watching a 3D movie without the glasses on. Yeah, it looked kind of weird. I mean, I guess that I would put that in like a top five just based off of that screen. Yeah, the horror of my fucking eyeballs. Yeah. That is... Night yes, Trap. Yes. Night okay, one well, I actually recognize. Night Trap. And game. Night Trap was fucking horrible, but Jesus goddamn Christ, the controversy <laughs> this fucking game caused. It's like your scary movie of PC games. Yeah. This interactive movie tells the story of five girls who spend, a, uh, spend the weekend at their getaway house, which unbeknownst to them is infested with vampires. As their sleepover turns into a cavalcade of chaos... You, as a member of the special control attack team, attempt to save them save them by setting off traps around the house and observing the events through live surveillance cameras. It almost looks like it's in the, the category of almost like a porn game. Yeah. Um, it's Night Trap. 
I, I guess I would say number four just because it's the one I recognize. So. Yeah, I, I would be okay with it being number four. Um, <laughs> the fuck? Holy shit. Johnny Depp and fucking Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory meets Slender Man head ass. Uh, meets Edward Scissor's hands yeah. slash Freddy Krueger. Number three, Suffer the Night. In this game, you play the role of a horror painter who lives in the mountains. One day, you're awoken by a storm to storm, and soon find that someone has dropped a floppy disk through your letterbox. Not a fucking floppy disk. Holy shit. On the disk is a text-based adventure game. But as you play this title, you discover that a terrifying stranger is trying to get into your house. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Terrifying stranger things? Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Man, he looks fucking weird. I don't uh, know if I'd put that at number yeah, that three just based off the picture. Yeah, though. Can move that back. I would put the fucking swine there instead Hell because yeah. the swine looked horrifying. We're, again, we're just basing off of a picture. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bug House is number two. Bleh, that looks disgusting. <laughs> um, the game puts you in the shoes of a kid called Christopher who is left alone in his home one night. Unfortunately, he is forced to contend with a terrifying stalker who has made it into his house and is hunting him down. Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. The mask is weirdly horrifying. Oblong football head ass. Oblong football head ass. Weird eye having ass. His it's tie, is that? Oh, that's a knife. I thought he was his tie was just broken in half. And this yeah, it's just it's all that's a giant weird. knife. Holy yeah, shit! This is all super fucking weird. Everybody, um, <laughs> I, 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 that's number two. I would put that as number two. Yeah, what's number one? Fears to fathom home alone. Ew. Um. Episodic horror is the kind of thing that gets certain people foaming at the mouth with excitement. These people being folk who love getting scared, a series of games telling different frightening stories and putting players through hell is a gift to all of to all lovers of spooky gaming. And the Fears of Fears to Fathom series started strong with this home invasion shock fest. So what what that part of what makes this game so frightening is how little guidance there is. You're given close to no hand holding and are expected to figure out how to survive on your own. This makes the whole experience unbelievably tense as each decision you make feels like a life or death choice, which it usually is. It is simple, creepy, and has gorgeous VHS film aesthetic and will keep you up at night wondering if there's someone looking through the window. I've never heard of it. Never fucking heard of it. But I guess it sounds good. Number Uh, one? Sure, yeah. Sure, number one. Um, so if you out there have heard of all these games or anything, and you think that they should be put into a different order, message us, let us know, hit us in the DM balls in your court, balls in your court, uh, because we don't know anything about these games, but they look pretty fucking cool. I would play them if I had a PC. Yeah. Facts. Our cursed ones. We answer questions and read comments by you. The ones who keep us going. And welcome back to the final portion of our show, Our Cursed Ones, which is now changed to Our Cursed Ones, because it used to be um, The People. The People. I always kind of hated that name. Yeah. Uh, I've always hated like a lot of the the name segments that we had, except for like Horror Club and Horrors of Gaming and The List, which is now The List of Doom, but it's, it's still like... I wanted everything to have a cool mm-hmm. fucking segment name because mm-hmm. I felt like it deserved it. Like it wasn't just like 
the news, yeah, the, the news. war, the list, mm-hmm. and horror club was like the only thing that had a cool name, and yeah. then the horrors of gaming came. So our cursed ones. This is basically our shout outs to you guys. This is this is you getting a chance to be a part of the show, ask some questions, have some comments, get everything thrown around. It's compared you to know. like the the Canaanites and the well, what was the the, the thing from WWE where it's like the the Hulkamaniacs and all that? Yeah, and all you're that our Hulkamaniacs. You're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. our cursed ones. You're, you're our cursed ones. So today I had the opportunity to put about like six or seven different things in here, but um. I knew the episode would be a little bit long and I'm going to save them for the next episode, Mm -hmm. but I did have one that kind of like seriously touched my heart. Um, It's from Phelina and she listens to the show a lot and she gave some input and I really enjoyed her input. And one of the things that she said was, I love the chill and funny ass vibes you guys give off, which makes for an easy listen. Listen to the Psycho episode all the way through, by the way, which makes me a super trooper, I do believe, LOL. I totally enjoy how you guys break it up into sections with the episodes by spitting some facts in there and bringing some bomb-ass horror news. This is my jam, so thank you. No, thank you. Right, like, messages like that and comments like that are fucking dope. You know what I mean? We're here to entertain you. We're here to entertain. We're here to entertain you. Like, it's really cool to get stuff like that. Um, and Felina is like a super dope fucking person, too. And super so, shout out for getting all the way through that episode, because that is a long one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's that's a really fucking long episode. Um, but yeah, it's it's stuff like that that keeps mm-hmm. us happy. Like, we love doing this. And we said pretty much from the first episode on, we just want to entertain everyone. Right. Exactly. So that we know that we're entertaining people makes us happy. We have at least one, at least one. And by saying that we kind of can't do our joke, unfortunately, because we just like gave out fucking love yeah. and all that. Look, we, we attempted to do a couple April fool's jokes today it's because we're recording on April fool's, but God damn it. We began the episode not prepared because I didn't realize that I had to change the whole fucking beginning of the script around because the, the segments idea, have changed. The idea was good, but he would have had to do the reverse of whatever they were called. So. Right. Because um, Colleen, another listener of the show, had suggested that we do what we said on Horror Tube, where we would do Hallmark Wars and... I would be Job and he would be Rosh. Because a long time ago, I called myself Rosh. Yeah. And then on Horror Tube, if you listen, I think it's episode five at the yeah, end. The new we kind of get into a little out. tirade about that. So yeah, it yeah, would have yeah. been our altered egos. Yeah. So sorry that we didn't do anything. And also the other thing that we were going to do was just like say that Horror Wars is done. Yeah, Horror super intense. Like, like super intense and... But after we just like showed love and everything, how the fuck can we end nah. a goddamn thing yeah. with a joke like that? Thanks for listening, guys. And by the way, we're actually stopping the show right now. So right. fuck you. We love everything that we get from you guys, gals, yeah. non-binary pals, spooky cuties, hair raising, homies, freaks, geeks, and everything in between with a butthole. And I didn't have to fucking read hey, that. Yeah. I know that shit by heart. I mean, you've had <laughs> at least two years of saying it, or at mm-hmm. least let's say I started really doing I started really doing it at um Sam Haynes Havoc. That's the most I really, recent one? Yeah, the most recent one. Oh, so not that far. It's only been like five months, dude. Yeah. Hey, nice. So, 
yeah, that's episode 40 in the motherfucking bag, mm. bitch. And I loved every second of this episode. So, yeah, so yeah. it was a good one. It was a really good banger. One. Super fucking banger. Um, next week, we're going to be at Josh's crib doing oh, horror tube. And we're going to take a crack at our top 10 horror films of all time. And we're going to see if they change. We're going to see if they change. They have. And they have like we haven't spoiler. told each other. We haven't told each other. No, no, no. Like what, what? What's being changed? Right. We haven't told each other what's being changed. But the concept for horror tube next week is going to be, you know, we'll say our top tens, mm-hmm. old um, top tens, old top tens, and then you know get into our new top tens. Some some movies are probably going to stay, but yep. some are definitely getting kicked. Some are definitely out. getting kicked out. Yeah, it's it's going to be wild. So uh, don't worry. We'll make sure to post our old top tens and our new yep. top tens. Excuse me. So that way everybody can take a look at them. Oh, yes. So with that being said, we'll be back two and two. But the next time we come back for Horror Wars, it's going to be with video. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to go listen to Horror Tube to hear about all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, bitches. See you then. All right. See you then. Even the dead laugh. Some things need to be recorded again, and we bring them to you at the end of every episode. The war, the reason everyone's here. This is the main segment of our show. We put a horror film against its remake. We go stat for stat, financials, facts, where to watch, synopsis, cast, and everything in between. Afterwards, we grade them both on a scorecard, we tally up those results, and we see who wins the day. Hello out there, you sons of bitches. I'm Job. And I'm Raj. Why are you sad? (laughs) Because I'd have to be low if I was the opposite one. Oh. Um, So then... I'm Josh. No Wait, no, 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 no. I would have to be the low one. So I'd have to be like, I'm job. <laughs> <laughs> I already forgot the next part. <laughs> Hurricane. I'm going to dip my balls in some Thousand Island dressing. You think hair bands will ever come back? I got depression. I mean, don't hair bands already exist? Well, I mean, like, <clears throat> like poison or... I was uh, just referring to like people wait, in bands that have hair. Was Brett Michaels band Poison? That was his band, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it was yeah. Poison. And, you know, like Def Leppard. You know, the the power ballad rock bands. Yeah, yeah, like Winger and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's history, so probably. Everything fucking comes back around, right? Great, but there'll probably be like some weird like poppy spin on it. You know what I mean? Blech. Sounded like an, an old man, but yeah. I would like... 80s hair metal Pantera to come back. Oh my god. Flash metal. <laughs> and that, folks, is how our conversations flow. Yeah. Do you have the script? No, I was, I was good. My bad. I was just making sure. We, we've had that happen before. I know. Hold on. Now I'm fucked. Did we want to have that going? Because that's blowing wind right into the mics. You can turn it off if you want. I mean... That you don't have to use for a I mean, I'm, it's still recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be better. Because I'm not.
Because I noticed at the beginning of horror two, you can hear my heater in the back. All right. And that's I'm, probably annoying to some people. I'm letting this go long enough to see if it makes a difference and shit. Okay. Right. Let's do it. Stop. Welcome to the list of doom. Oh, wait, no, we fucked that up. So it's gotta be Well I didn't I didn't sorry. Told you at minus one. And I hate that. Welcome back. It <laughs> it minus zero on me. And yeah. So we're gonna just stop this. And welcome back to this episode of Horror Wars. And now we're going to be talking about the horrors of gaming. <laughs> and so it's like they get two intros. It's like, well, I was waiting for you to do your typical welcome back. What? It didn't do it that it time. It didn't do it that time. Oh my God, this is going to piss me off. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Again, my name is Lamont, and I appreciate you sticking around for this ending message. You can find me at Vilcado on Instagram. Also, be sure to follow Horror Wars on all social media platforms, including TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, and everywhere in between. If you want to leave a horror question, comment, or say something about the show, please drop us an email at horrorwarspodcast at gmail.com. See you next time, and remember, keep it classy with a dash of slashies.